my Bible. We took a bus and drove all the way up into the Golan. And it took us a while to get up there. And then I got to thinking about what it was like to walk down to Bethlehem, south of Jerusalem from here. And let me just tell you, it's about 70 miles. Now, you know, I read this and I thought there's no word of complaining in here anywhere. But I made me wonder, there is a man here, his wife is great with child, and now she's got to walk 70 miles. Now, average people walk around uh, 26.2 miles a day. I don't know where they came up with that. You know, people who, who walk. But I just don't think Mary did it. Maybe they had a donkey, maybe they did not. We don't know, you know. But we, I found out we get a lot of our Christmas stories off of television that's not really in the Bible. Right. A lot of stuff is not in the Bible. And when we start reading it, we go, wow. So they had quite a ways to go because, because Joseph was from the lineage of David. And, uh, and, and, that, and Judea down south of Jerusalem is where the tribe of David or David's ancestors came from in the area of Bethlehem. And I said all of that because I want to start off by making a statement. Bethlehem is the place where the the sheep for the temple mount were raised. And they were raised there and God made sure that the Lamb of God that would be slain from the foundation of the world was born in Bethlehem in the very manger or the very tower. There was a tower there where the sheep, the lambs that were perfect were born for the sacrifices and they were always there in the spring. So Jesus was born, and I'm going to give you the date. Anybody want to know his birthday? That's not enough people. Uh, Now I've got to find it. March the 20th, 6 B.C., Nissan 1. Now, uh, if you want to know how to find that, go to when Jesus was really born, calvarypilot.com, and it'll tell you. This, but it's, it's very, I read it, it very extensive. When I got finished, they convinced me, but I don't think I could tell you what happened there. But they did a lot of studying from the time that um, John the Baptist was born and, this, and, and him being born six months earlier and the time that his father was in the, the high priest. And so they did all of that and they came up with the fact that actually the very first day of the, the, of the year, Jesus was born, but it, but it wasn't a dirty stable. It was a very clean one because that's where the lambs they were going to sacrifice were, were, were born in. And they brought them in, and that was a major deal. So, so um, that's where Bethlehem, and it was about a three to a five-day journey. Okay, I want to start off. Let's go down to verse 8, and it says, And there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Why? They're having lambs, okay? And actually, Jesus was born. He died on the cross like 17 days after his birthday. How would you like to do that? And they was the same country. Shepherds were living out in the fields and keeping watch over their flocks by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. And the angel said, Don't be afraid, for behold, I'm bringing you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. 
For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You're going to find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And so it was when the angels had gone away from them to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. Now think about this for a minute. What are the shepherds doing? They're watching for the lambs to be born that are going to be sacrificed. So who would God show up to to talk to about the lamb that was going to be shepherd and be born? The shepherds. But another thought came out too that I want you to understand that in all of history, everything that happens, happens in Jerusalem. And the shepherds during Jesus' day were, were uh, they, because they were out in the field and because they were with sheep and they were with dirty sheep, they were not allowed to be a part of the festivities. But I want to let you know something, that the world will tell you you can't be a part of the festivities, but God will bring the festivities to you. And he figured if my shepherds are going to be out there watching my sheep, I'm going to make sure that whatever's happening in Jerusalem, we're going to trump that on the hillsides of Bethlehem, and we're going to have a whole angelic choir of angels sing to these guys because I don't leave anybody out. Aren't you glad that if all you are as a lowly shepherd and no one else will let you in that God will bring the glory to you you know a lot of us now I'm speaking of myself only and um, and maybe a few people I'm looking at but there's a lot of us that by world standards were not considered important have you ever noticed the kind of people that God uses are what the world says not very important anyway? And I just want you to know that if you're just an old lowly shepherd, God's got something for you right now that trumps anything that Hollywood will ever do. And he has a way of showing up and showing out and showing off for the people that the world says aren't all that big anyway. Amen. So Melanie, you're included in that. Hallelujah. Just thought you'd like to know that. So the shepherds were watching the lambs, and uh, they were just common people. But the lamb was born on time. Now, I'm going to say this, and we're going to get into this in just a moment. God has a plan for everybody. Okay, thank you. When you begin reading this, and I need to say this in this church because I often will spend time talking about false sovereignty. Now, what I mean by that is that people are saying that everything that happens is God, good or bad. That's not true. A lot of stuff is happening because you just didn't do what you're supposed to do. Amen. Amen. You didn't get to go to McDonald's because you didn't clean your room. That's not the sovereignty of God. But there is a sovereign side of God that when you start looking at how would God, who wants his son to be born in a tower, get a hold of a man up in Nazareth and get him to bring his pregnant wife down so he could be born on the right day? And you're wondering whether he's got your life in his hand. <laughs> Say, I think he's doing a good job with me too. And then the other thing that I thought I would bring out, is you ever noticed that what happened to Mary and Joseph was an inconvenience, but it was God? Yeah. You know, sometimes we have stuff happen and we go, 
What'd that happen for? I didn't like that a bit. And actually, you might have actually been in the will of God. Now, I have moments, and I don't call them senior moments because I'm not Spanish. But I was driving Mary Fran to church one night, and she said, you missed your turn. And I said, God has a way. And I came the other direction, and I blamed it on the Spirit of God making me forget to make the turn. But sometimes I actually think that God does set stuff up so you avoid stuff that was going to happen. And I think he might be in a little bit more control than we'd like to give him credit for. Especially if he can get this guy in that one manger on the right day. All right. Now, so let's get back to the shepherd. Let's go to Matthew chapter 2. There's a lot more in here than we thought, isn't it? Now let's talk about the wise men from the east and the star. How many of y'all saw the star the other night? All right, I got something to tell you about the star. A tradition says that the Magi, and listen, the Magi, Daniel in the Old Testament was a Magi. So it was a group of people, and they did not believe in astrology. Astrology says the stars are running your life. The stars aren't running your life. The Lamb of God is running your life. But astrologies don't run your life, but it does say that the heavens declare his glory. And God has a way of lining up stars also so that actually four or five planets could possibly all line up when, when he wanted someone to know something's happening. And the star that they were talking about was the one we were looking at the other night, which was Jupiter and Saturn. But listen, it was Jupiter, Saturn, Venus, and Mars, and they all lined up together. And when the Magi saw it, they said, a king has been born in Jerusalem. Now, as I read this, I want you to tell me whether the star disappears. I'll say no more. Matthew 2, after Jesus was born, they didn't get there when he was in the manger, guys. I'm sorry. You got to take that movie and you got to kind of do something with that. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. How long do you think it took him to get there? Year, maybe two yeah, yeah. By the time they got to Jesus, he was not a baby. He was a little boy. Yeah. They called him a, a child, a young child. Yeah. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem, Judea, and the Jason Herod, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. Why? Well, why would not, if the king of the Jews would be born, wouldn't it be in the palace? Right. What are they doing? They're, they're trying to figure what God's showing them out with their mind. Now, let's stop for a minute. When's the last time God gave you something and you figured it out? <laughs> Only to arrive and find out you're in the wrong spot. They assumed it would be in Jerusalem. So let me read this because this is a great story. And they said, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? We've seen his star in the east. And came to worship him. And I want you to understand that when they got to Jerusalem and they asked this question, everybody went, what are you talking about? No one knew anything about it. I feel that way every once in a while. I meet people and I go, have you not heard? I don't know anything about that. 
And when the, they had, it says, when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled. And all Jerusalem with him. That means that everybody in Jerusalem has heard about the Magi coming. And they've heard about a king being born. And nobody knows what to do with this information. And let me make a statement to you right here. The star has disappeared. They saw it. Took them two years to get there. It's not like the star is just going to hang up there. Don't get ahead of me. Don't read ahead of me. But they found out about this from the star. And by the time they got to Jerusalem, they're asking questions. And nobody knows the answer. So if you don't know the answer, where do you go? The word. Say the word. Come on, Frank. Say it again. You go to the Word. You know, God will lead you and guide you and he'll give you things. But I got news for you. He doesn't ever tell you everything. Sometimes he gives you just enough information to get you in the right direction. But when you got your real questions, you're going to have to open this up and go, I wonder what the Bible has to say about what God just showed us. So they're in Jerusalem and nobody knows what to do with this information. So listen to what happened next. And they came, and it says, and when they gathered the chief priests and the scribes, it says they inquired where the Christ would be born. And they said, well, it's going to be in Bethlehem of Judea. And it's written in the prophet. They all went and got a Bible out and the scrolls started rolling them out. It said, you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah. And out of you has come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. And Herod, which say the devil... When he heard about what you were doing, I said, I mean, they were doing. Yes. Let me tell you, the next person that gets involved in your life, whenever you're following God. Yes. Don't, okay, I'm going to come back over here. I don't know whether you know this or not, but I found out a long time ago that if you're going to get in the will of God, the next person you're going to meet is the devil himself. If you've never met him, you've never been in the will of God, don't worry about it. Am I right, Frank? Is that kind of like close to being right? I can tell you stories, but it's Christmas and I don't have enough time. Everything the devil did to, get, to just keep me from coming to Orlando. You know, they almost locked me up and put me in prison once. I'm not going to get in the story, but a girl in my apartment complex got raped. And they came and read me the Miranda rights. And I'm going, what? And I'm laughing at them and they said, we're serious. And I went, no, you're not. You're, you're, this is a joke. And he said, we're serious. And they said, can you prove where you were? Every day I'm off praying in the Holy Ghost. I mean, what, how's that going to look? I was alone in the apartment praying in the Spirit every day when the girl got ready. No. I had gotten an invitation to lunch, and I got there early, and they were late, and they drug out the day. They, they ruined my day. I had a three-hour lunch. I don't take three-hour lunches. I need the money. But I was with one of the most important women in all Tulsa at lunch with the staff of the place they used to work. When that girl got raped, say God is a good God. The devil came. The devil right here says, tell me where he's born. I want to know all about it. Let me tell you something. He's the next guy going to stick his nose in everything. But I got news for you. God delivered him. Uh, Jesus, he'll deliver you. All right. He delivered me many times. That's why I can get pretty excited right now, even though it's Christmas morning. I, you know, I wouldn't be here right now. I told someone the other day, I've only been dead three times. Hallelujah. <laughs> Just chose not to participate with the system. 
I got another story to tell you. Y'all want to hear it? I went to a doctor one time, and he said to me, it was Dr. Don Colbert, which is Kenneth Copeland's doctor. He's very expensive for his opinion. (laughs) And he looked at me, and he said, you have something in you, an infection, and we don't know where it is. But I'm assuming that someday soon you'll find it. I had a meeting in Dallas, Texas that week in a hotel that had to do with the last election. So that means it was about four years ago. During the last election, there was a bunch of guys that rented a ballroom in a hotel right in the airport, and I flew into Dallas in order to go to the meeting, but God had another reason for me to be in that meeting. My appendix ruptured while I was there. God knew this was going to happen. And I went downstairs on my own velocity, not velocity, What's the right word? What's your, volition? Volit? What he said. My own accord. <laughs> called an ambulance and went to the hospital and walked in. I found out, don't count it all joy in the hospital. They don't take you very serious when you're dying and you're, you're worshiping the Lord and praying in the Holy Ghost. So anyway, I had to kind of get their attention, and the doctor went in there, and after a day, they opened me up and said, you are completely full of gangrene. My hospital bill was how much? Hundred, over 100000 and within a month, it was paid off. Let me, and, and within the Wednesday, I was back preaching totally normal. Ask me, is there a God that can't get you from Orlando to the doctor he wants you to, in the hospital he wants you to, knowing that there was a girl there that graduated from Rhema that probably had something to do with my bill being lowered down to a certain amount, and then other people came along and paid the bill, and I'm scot-free. And the Word works, but you know, there's time. You understand, sometimes God's got to move you from A to B to get your miracle. All right, don't shout me down. I'm trying to preach Christmas here. (laughs) Herod, when he secretly called the wise man and determined what time did that star appear? Notice it's not there. And he sent him to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring back word to me. I want to come worship him also. You lying devil. I'll guarantee you he's in Washington right now. And we got some, we, we've got some believing to do. And when they heard the king, they departed, and behold, the star they had seen in the east went before them and stood over where the young child was. I don't think that's Jupiter. Don't shout me down. Stars don't hang over. You, you've got a town with, hun- with, with thousands of people, you've got babies everywhere, and you got to find one baby. Here's the next thing that I want to show you. When you decide you're going to obey God, he'll, if he's got to, he'll make a star for you to follow. You maybe, maybe Jupiter and Saturn aren't up there shining right now, but I'll guarantee you he'll light your path somehow or another. So you'll walk up and go, I think that's the house. All right, now I'm doing better. You know, amen. Merry Christmas. And when they heard the king, they departed. We read that. And they saw the star. They rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they came in the house,
they saw the say young child, not baby. Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him, and they had opened their treasures. They presented gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Say, baby, Jesus is no longer poor. I'll come over here a minute. Now, y'all didn't get that. He ain't playing with Tupperware. <laughs> what was God doing? He's financing their trip to Egypt. Come on, say God's got a plan. I'm going to close with this one scripture here, and I'm trying to turn a, 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 good, a good holiday into a chance for me to just preach the word. Y'all ready for this scripture? Y'all ready? Because, I mean, we got a new year coming up on us, and everybody seems to be real worried about what's going to happen to me. All right. If God can get Joseph to Bethlehem on the right day, and if he can get the shepherds to find the baby Jesus and announce it, and if he can get the Magi to the right house where the baby is, can he get you where he wants you to be? Yeah. One of the things that we need to, the Bible says that, that God sits in the heaven and he laughs. I think right now and all that's happening around us, God's up there going, ha, <laughs> that's funny. They're doing what again? I don't believe it. God is cleaning stuff up. Remember this the rest of your life. When God judged Pharaoh, Goshen had light. That's Old Testament. They had food. They had water. They were taken care of. God might be judging America, but he ain't judging me. Amen. Say, he ain't judging me either. Listen to this scripture and hold on to it for the rest of the year. I know the thoughts that I'm thinking about you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not evil. I'm going to give you a future and a hope. You'll call on me and you'll pray to me. I'll listen to you. You'll seek me and you'll find me when you search for me with all of your heart. I'll be found by you, says the Lord. I'll bring you back from your captivity and gather you from nations and the places that you've been driven out from. Say, God's got a plan for me. Come on, that's good news. Let's close with this one thought. When the Magi saw Jesus, they worshiped. He is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. All authority in heaven and earth was given to him, and he's still on the throne right now. Now, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he is Lord of the glory of God the Father. We're just waiting on the rest of the world to wake up and figure this thing out. But, you know, the Bible says that, that Paul made a statement, and he said, our our light affliction is but a moment. Now, God looked at our life on this planet and said, light, short. So I ask people every once in a while when I meet them, especially elderly people, I say, what are you going to be doing in 100 years from now? And they go, what? I haven't given that any thought. And I went, you better. You will be somewhere. You know, there's another scripture that says that one day we won't even recollect. So you'll walk up to me and go, didn't you pastor a word of life? And I go, I vaguely remember 
those days. So in other words, we've got a future no matter what. I think sometimes we need to remember that maybe God is in more control than we've liked to admit. I want to tell you one more story. It seems like every time we have neighbors that get the bright idea to move to North Carolina, a couple years later they move back. Lisa and I have kind of watched people over time. They just kind of get out of the will of God for a while and God just kind of comes along and bumps them a little. And they end up back in a pop gun. I go, you should have never left. Some of you that left Word of Life, I'm looking at you. Hallelujah. God's got a whole lot bigger hand in your life than you think he does. I'm going to leave you with this. This Christmas, give yourself a gift. Stop worrying about your life. I want you to wake up tomorrow morning and say, he is Lord and I don't have a care in the world. Merry Christmas, Jesus. If you could do all of that in the Christmas story, I don't think I have a care on this planet. Now, I want to just do that right now. Say, I don't have a care. I don't have a worry. I will be anxious for nothing. I pray. God hears me. He knows what I'm going through. He's got a plan. It's all going to be all right. All right, you got this? I think Lisa's got some candles, and she decided this time to not light them because there's always that fear that people with hair, never mind, can catch their hair on fire, and it won't be the Holy Ghost. Oh, she's going to do the real instruments this time. All right, y'all stand up.
Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, I, I just preached what you did 2,000 years ago, how you miraculously worked events so that Jesus was at the right place, the shepherds were at the right place, and the magi were at the right place at the right time. You have a way of, of getting involved in our lives and causing things that otherwise would have not turned out right to come out right. You have redeemed us from the curse of the law. I pray over everyone in the room right now that in the days of head you would lead us and guide us. You said they that are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. I know that you have paths of righteousness. There's people in the room right now that what they really need for Christmas is a job. What they really need is some finances to come in. And what they might need is a miracle. And I'm asking you this Christmas, have mercy on us, lead us and guide us, and show us one more time that you are the same God at Christmas and Jesus' birth as you were at ours, and that everything in our life, you lead us and guide us, and you also have a plan. We cast our cares on you now, and we give you glory and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, Merry Christmas. We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. From our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website, and click the big give now button. Or you can text 407-955-5345. And remember, our pastor's vision is this, we grow Christians. So we thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.